Uh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, episode two with my guys. We're here talking about sports. We're going to hop right into things. We didn't touch on college football last week or uh, last episode very, very much, uh, very brief. So we're going to open it up with that. The big news with college football. Uh, we got new DA. Season started yesterday, a couple of big games. Uh, so we're going to hop right into it. Um, I'm, obviously, I'm the college football nerd. This is what I love to do. This is what I love to talk about. So we're gonna we're gonna hop right into the biggest news. Obviously, Spencer Rattler and OU. Tell me about it. What's going on? What is going on? So you you have a guy, and I, I think I said this the last episode. You have a guy that before the season started, Heisman favorite, top three, if not the number one overall projected uh, pick in this next year's draft. He gets a spot taken by a, a true freshman who who played absolutely phenomenal, Caleb Williams. Shout out to that Five guy. Touchdowns? Are, you, are you kidding me? But go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, you're you're good. You know, it's 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 remarkable. What he's been able to do is, is remarkable. Cash, but obviously, tell me what can you tell me about this kid? Where the hell did this kid come from? Uh DC, five-star recruit. Five interesting, okay. interesting enough. Uh he didn't play football his last senior year. They they sat out because of COVID. So this is really uh the, the TCU game this last what? weekend was his first. Yes, it was his first game playing in, in a year and a half or whatever. I, I mean, did not know that. Holy, yes. holy. Yes, yes. And so I, it, it's it's absolutely insane. Spencer Rattler, there are a couple of reports saying that he's not a part of OU anymore. There's some that's, that are saying that he is. I want to open it up to you guys. If you're Spencer Rattler, everything going on, what are you doing next year? Are you transferring? Are you sticking it out? What are you doing? Go ahead, Cash. You got this one first. Um, first. I'm definitely going to transfer. I don't think I don't think he should stick it out simply because the other guys playing um Williams is playing better football at this point. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think he should stick it out. I think we have another Jalen Hurd situation on the way. I think he's gonna go ahead and hit that transfer portal and get him some go somewhere else and uh try to get another start. What do you think, Calvin? Oh man, Spencer Rattler, you go ahead and hop on that app store. Look at that Air app. Go ahead and get that thing downloaded, locked in on that iPhone right there. Go ahead and open it up and get you an account set up because you are hitting the transfer portal, big man. You are yeah. done in <laughs> Oklahoma. Your time has passed. You're hit that little stint he pulled at the UT game where he celebrated with his teams and then snuck out the back door. I promise you, Lincoln Riley is well aware of that. His time is over at OU. It's a new chapter. Uh, I wish him success. Hopefully he goes and hits up maybe like a Missouri or a Kentucky out in the SEC. Can still I see him going to Arizona State, going back home. That's Arizona where I see. State? Okay, I could definitely see that. Spencer Rattler going. Kath, what do you think about that? Spencer Rattler back to Arizona State maybe? Uh, I like – listen, I think that he is his, – his talent level is through the roof. As much as we talk about him in the spot taken – there are throws that Spencer Miller can make that not very many guys uh, in the country uh, can oh, make. Yeah, so sure. I, I think his talent levels through the roof. I think wherever he goes, he'll definitely make an immediate impact. It, it's going to be interesting to see if he number one if he goes to Power Five school, uh, and and then what conference he wants to stay in or or, or whatever. But he might you know, go and play Texas football at uh, UT for the long run. That is, I thought about that and. That 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 would be a, a shocker. Obviously, the rivalry between the two. Uh, I listen. If Spencer Rattler, I would have checked out the minute that both fans at the West Virginia game started chanting for my backup. Oh, I would have transferred. No, I would transfer right to me then. about the fan base, please. I would. I would have transferred right there. Like here's my problem with the fan base, and it, it it ended up working out for them because 
Caleb Williams came in and he's phenomenal. But it's only been one game, first off, one and a half games. But my problem with it is, is at the time they didn't know anything about Caleb Williams. They watched him play the spring game, maybe. Thank you, thank you. And Colin for his backup. Now, granted, I understand that he has not been playing best football. I get that. Don't like that. That's not that's not getting overshadowed here. But you're still calling for his backup, and I don't think that's a fan's place to do. Um, I, like I said, I would have been out the minute that they chanted his name. It's disrespectful. It's not what I understand fans want, want to see. Oh, you do well. And they want to, they want to see him win. Uh, but I, you know, again, I don't know. I don't know if I would have done that. If I was, if I was a fan of OU, I will say that the OU's team as a whole just responds differently around Williams. Again, maybe it's just because it's the beginning, uh, but I mean, we're seeing unbelievable catches. We're, the team just looks a lot better than what they did whenever Spencer Rattler was at the helm. So uh, I you, think you, that you tells got that. us something about Spencer, too. Unfortunately, it might not be something we want to talk about, but uh, it unfortunately tells us something about who Spencer Rattler is as an individual. If these guys – if this freshman is making these guys pop off this sheet, like, I thought this team was water. I thought this team was average. I thought they were done. I thought they were going to lose two games in a row at one point. I thought they got really lucky to win some games coming out of the stretch. And – Caleb Williams turned this team around. The morale on this team is completely different. The right. expectations on this team are completely different. The way Lincoln Riley is running this offense is completely different. So it, all that being said, it really is wraps for Spencer Rattler. Um, I'm worried about I'm worried about uh, the, the idea of him going pro. Scouts are not going to like what happened this year. They're not going to like it. There's no way around Oh, absolutely not. I mean, Jaylen, I don't even know if he – I'm telling you, Jalen Hurts did it. No, it's different though. Jalen Hurts did it with at least a little bit of uh like the the Tua was Tua was a prodigy, you know? Like right. I knew, everybody knew Tua's name. Caleb Williams, I'm a, I'm a diehard sports fan and had no clue about this kid. There was no right. talk about pressure on Spencer Rattler. He came in with a lot of job security and like I said a lot of expectations. There were some guys Skip Bayless was on undisputed calling him the number 1 pick in the draft. There was, yeah. there was some pressure on this kid, and he absolutely <laughs> dropped the ball. Jalen Hurts, it was more like, uh, this kid is good, but uh, what more could we be with Tua? With Spencer yeah, Rattler, I, I that's, why I think, that's why I think that um, that's why I think that Rattler spit it, or uh, fit in with Texas because Casey Thompson, he's been he's been good, but he's not doing. Yeah, he's, he's. I mean, he's been solid. Don't be wrong, but he hasn't been doing nothing spectacular. I, I don't know if Spencer Rattler has the confidence to go battle another freshman though. Uh, okay, I mean, uh, I, listen, if Casey Thompson goes to the draft, I don't know if Casey Thompson will go to the draft. He's eligible for the draft this next year. Um, and, then he, and then he's got another – he's got the freshman who started the year off, Hudson Card, who is phenomenal, by the way. But Casey mm-hmm. Thompson just knows the offense a little bit better. Listen, I think B. John Robinson is the best player in the country. So, Mr. <laughs> Rattler would love to go to a place like Texas and have a running back like B. John Robinson. Yeah. I mean right. – People are talking about they don't know who the Heisman favorite is anymore. I think oh, it's man, I hate this yeah. conversation, too. It's just because there's no quarterback, man. That's it. Exactly. That, exactly. So, that, that's uh, – B. John Robinson is the clear Heisman favorite in my eyes. Again, what the kid is doing against who he's playing. And, and uh, he ran all over Texas Tech whenever we played. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. That one open to close. Yeah, definitely <laughs> the best running back in all of college football right now. Uh, yeah. 
I want to give some love. Uh, I'm having uh, Brian Robinson. I want to say is the first name of the kid out at Alabama. This kid is this kid is special too, man. Uh, Bryce Young is getting way too much love for this offense. When this this running yeah. back out at Alabama is dragging him to a tie, to a Heisman chance. I agree with that as well. You know that it, that brings up an interesting point. You know, obviously Alabama lost to A and M was at two weeks ago, um, and we come here and, and you can talk about Heisman's or whatever. I, all I care about is football playoffs. Who's going to get it? I'm right? the same way. I don't. And, and we, we can we can fiddle around whatever. Uh, I, I would like to hear from, from you guys um, at least the top four right now in the AP top twenty five. Got Georgia at number one, Cincinnati at two. OU at three and then Alabama at four. Uh, and then the, the coaches poll, I don't really care about the coaches poll. They have <laughs> Oklahoma, they, they have Oklahoma and Cincinnati uh, left. So OU at two and Cincinnati at three. Do you guys agree with the list? Do you not? Do you like somebody else hopping in? Maybe, maybe a Penn State, Oklahoma State. Uh, obviously, I was not going to get in there. So don't get me what, started. What do you guys think? I already, already got a lot of, about them <laughs> off my chest last week. <laughs> I am. Um, uh, I'm going to keep it simple with you, gentlemen. Uh, there are 256 college football teams. There are only two of them that are anything remotely close to legitimate. Um, the Georgia Bulldogs, this is one of the best college football defenses we've seen in quite some time. They're fast. They have eight guys who can run – eight, eight, eight guys who are legitimate pass rushers. They can put them on the line and just let these dogs go and get the guy in the backfield. Uh, I don't know what Kirby Smart puts in the water out there, but – he, he runs a kennel. His locker room is full of just absolute dogs, wall dogs. to wall, just literally hard-hitting dogs. These guys are football players. There's, It's not – he's turning boys into men. Like, it is crazy to me. And now, granted, yeah, I agree. Uh, offense is, is – I don't want to say it's an A. It's a good offense. It doesn't match the defense, but who gives a damn? They're playing hard SEC football. His defense right. shows up every week and this this defense i want to let i want to let everybody know it's not a mindset of let's get a stop their end zone is a golden land to these guys they they have a they have it on the wall no one enters our end zone that is the attitude these guys play with this georgia football team's legit um three through 25 don't matter it's alabama and georgia and everybody else the sec championship will probably pick our national champion as well uh, Mike, you more than welcome to talk about the ranking. He's got no interest there. 23 teams that don't matter. No, nah, I'm just saying, uh, look out for Penn State and look out for Michigan. I like, hey, I like my boy. I like my boy, uh, Harbaugh, even though he's in, he's in one of the <laughs> hardest, he's in one of the hardest divisions in the Big Ten. I mean, come on, now. he has good. Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State. So, hey, right. he still has some, some um, you know, some problems coming up. But, hey, if he could, if he could get through those and gather a couple of wins, watch out for him. I'm telling Cass, you. Tell me, uh, you know these rosters real well. Uh, should I fear somebody outside of these two big SEC teams? Is, is, is anybody in the Big Ten in your eyes legitimate enough to actually challenge for a title, or are they just fighting for some playoff money? Uh, I absolutely think Ohio State. I mean, if they've got the best receiving core in the country. <laughs> so, uh, you know, obviously our guy Jackson Smith out of uh, out of Rockwall. Yes, sir. Uh, he's he's phenomenal, and he's not even he's their third option, second third option. So uh, obviously Ohio State. I don't know if the committee is going to put Cincinnati in. It's not a Power Five school. They don't really play anybody. You think? Um, and I'm surprised. Schedule was real soft. I think they're going to make it there undefeated. Uh, I think that. SMU is going to have the, the biggest. Uh, here, here's here's who they've played: Miami, Ohio, Murray State, <laughs> Indiana. 
They beat Notre Dame, but I think Notre Dame is always overrated. Yeah. Uh, and then the second best team that they'll play all year would be SMU. So, uh, and SMU is ranked 21st. But again, they're not even Power Five either. And they finished the year off with East Carolina. So I, I don't know if if this if Cincinnati will, will get in the top four. I know a lot of people are pushing for it to not be just a Power Five uh, top four thing. But again, I. It, you're you're asking a lot if you're taking if you're telling me that Cincinnati is going to beat Oklahoma, Bama, Ohio State, or Michigan. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Like that's no. that, yeah. That that to me is 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 mind boggling. So uh, I like Alabama, man. I think that they'll beat Georgia in the SEC championship. Uh, personally, um, and then I, again, I think Cincinnati falls again. I wouldn't be surprised if SMU beats them, but I think Cincinnati falls. I think Ohio State. Uh, Alabama, Georgia, and Oklahoma will be your top four, unless Michigan beats Ohio State or Penn State beats, uh, be, just wins out. Maybe you could throw them in there. Uh, but since Iowa lost, uh, to, to Purdue, yeah, that makes their loss look, yeah. makes it look even worse. So, uh, but I don't like, I don't really care about the rankings. I think the rankings are, are, are a bunch of crap. I mean, you've got people like NC State, Coastal Carolina, and Wake Forest. About yeah, people like Baylor. Rankings. Um, one thing before we move on, I want to slide one more in. I want to get a message to the committee. Your job is stupid. It's idiotic. You're irrelevant. <laughs> please, please, please put Oklahoma in the playoff. I want to see this freshman on the biggest stage. I don't care so if do they I. lose. Just put this team in the playoff. If you give me one of these stupid Big Ten schools instead of OU, I'm going to be pissed off. That's my last point. We can drop it. I just needed to get that one in, though. Need OU in the playoff. Well, he said – for that, here's the thing. OU, or Oklahoma State, right? They're ranked number eight in the country. They're playing Iowa State this weekend. Listen to this. Vegas has Iowa State winning by oh, minus seven. My money will be there. I will, I will make some money off of that game. Do not do not worry about that. They've got an 80% <laughs> chance. They've got an 80% chance to win the game. And and they're right, and their Iowa State's unranked. Oklahoma State's ranked number eight. Hey, so hey, like either, I said, their Vegas is wrong. Let's stop talking about it so much before Vegas starts moving the line. I'm trying to eat this weekend. <laughs> you're, right. you're right. Last last college football thing, and I, I, I do want to harp on this because I don't know if our viewers or, or people around the country, you know, they they looked at Alabama's loss and they thought it was terrible. And I granted, I know this two weeks ago, but I hate everything about Texas A&M. Shout out Mr. Castle. I know he's going to be listening. Uh I hate everything about a but they played the best football that they've ever played in their life. And I think Alabama had every chance to win the game and they didn't, but here's what I, here's, here's what I take away from the game. A&M playing in college station has to be the, one of the hardest places to play. 106,000 people. I mean, I, I had friends, I had friends at the game and they were sending me Snapchats. And my phone was breaking. The speaker phone was breaking because I turned it all the way up. I mean, it was, it was insane. So I think that, and then I think um, this is my hot take and I will, always say this why in the hell did nick saban hire bill o'brien stupidest hire in college football this last year he gets it was away terrible it, it was dumb nick, man he gets away with it because he's nick well bill o'brien is terrible uh i will stand by that he cost them the game inside the five yard line twice and they went away with three points that's bill o'brien's fault the the interception that bryce young threw out on the side on his left side uh, if his receiver ran a little bit of a better route and if they would have called a better play a&M is playing man, and they spread everybody out. I mean, that that that's typical JV stuff that you see, and we're seeing it at a Division One <laughs> college level. It's ridiculous. Bill O'Brien needs to get fired. I mean, he, he 
He's got to get fired. Go down and coach at at a high school level. Do your thing there. Or just quit coaching in general. (laughs) I promise you football won't be missing you, Bill O'Brien. Not at all. I might name the episode that Bill O'Brien is terrible at his job. (laughs) (laughs) It's 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 insane. Uh, but shout out to A and M though they 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 pulled away and they did. I mean they played a hell of a game and it was it was great. No way around. Uh, off of off of college football, I could sit there and talk about it for days and days and days. But we've got two guys who absolutely love the NBA. Human, human. I'm going to turn this over to Mike because uh, he's a diehard Laker fan. And the Lakers did not produce very well yesterday. Mike, take me through what you saw and what you were feeling yesterday throughout the entirety of the game. Okay, so let's start with let's start with our <laughs> lineup. So we roll out, you know, we roll out the Andre Jordan at five, Anthony Davis at four, LeBron at three, obviously, Kent, uh, Baysmore at at two, and what? Oh, at, at one. Okay, so Russell Westbrook, you played thirty five minutes. You turned yep. in four assists. You're shooting four from thirteen, four for thirteen at uh, from the field, and zero from four from three. Let's not even talk about those shots that he was putting up. Russell Westbrook's all honesty, in all honesty, his productivity has to get better. I didn't four expect- turnovers, by the way, Mike. Four turnovers in eight points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I get it. I get it. Listen, I didn't expect it to mesh right away. I thought it was going to be ugly in the beginning, but hey. I'll have to give credit where it's due. My man, LeBron James, 37 minutes, 30 points. And Anthony Davis, 39 minutes, 33 points. Ooh. So, big three was actually two, the big two last night. So, as long as we get – we got uh, Russell Westbrook, a hey, Frank Vogel. He has to answer his phone. I'm calling him. He has to, <laughs> he has to pick up the phone and see how we're going to get this uh, better. Melo off the bench with nine points in 26 minutes, uh, three for nine. He has to play better. And they lost to this Warriors team who, when Steph Curry doesn't even play well, he actually Good played kind of bad. Point. He was five from 21 from the field, two for eight from three. So we got to right. get those wins this season. Or we're going to be looking at a first-round exit again. Yeah, I agree. Ah, my turn. My turn. I'm feeling it. I am. I am absolutely I, I don't even know what to describe the words. Kent Bazemore. Let's start with there. I want to start with Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore. <laughs> thank God my mom watches this podcast because if not, I would have some very off-color words for your performance. He was absolutely dreadful. The the way Frank Vogel used these pieces absolutely scared the pants off of me. The rotation was bad. The lineups didn't work. Malik Monk, uh, this isn't Charlotte. People are going to watch these basketball games, buddy. Um, right. you're, not, you're not playing in front of an empty gym no more. Don't, don't take the log behind you. It's time you start uh, putting the ball in the basket. And um, I've, I've, been, I've been very strong on my Russell Westbrook stance. I, I wasn't sure how it was going to look coming in. I know it's only one game, and I don't want to overreact. But damn it, what was that? What was that? He was terrible. He was terrible. The I almost want to say he was doing he was trying to do more than even Russell Westbrook normally tries to do, which is already a lot. He tried to go right, above right. and beyond. He tried to play hard and I can respect that. I love the effort. But my God, if I shot that many times on 2K, my coach would have pulled me out. My day would have been done. <laughs> I would have been watching the rest of the game. I would have had to sim out no VC. I would have been upset. And honestly, um, props to Golden State, man. Golden State played great. Uh, 
I'm going to botch that European name, but they had the big 6'11", Belichitz, I want to say, but Belich, yeah. Belich, something like that. He was phenomenal. The two big guys with him and Draymond, that lineup is elite. They moved the ball great. Uh, defensively, they're going to have to answer some questions, but I think Clay Thompson's going to help with that issue. Steve Kerr, play your young guys. Please play your young guys. The rotation was too old last night. A lot of young guys that didn't get enough minutes for Golden State. Um, mm -hmm. Jordan Poole. Now, we can't have Andre Iguodala pulling 23 minutes. I'm there. telling you, man. I saw that one in the box score, too. Not a good number to see, but that's okay. Um, Got to get these guys used to the league. Um, I want to go to the, the, the first game of the night. I want to talk about Brooklyn, too. I got – these Brooklyn Nets, um, ladies and gentlemen, those who don't understand the importance of national televised basketball games, when you I'm make it on you, TNT, ESPN, those those games mean so much to you when the entire country is watching you. And the Brooklyn Nets played like it was the L.A. Fitness and they were running with Adam Sandler. It was disappointing. Kath, tell me about the first game. What did you see? Talk to me about Milwaukee. Milwaukee looked great. Uh, yeah, I think Milwaukee played great. And here's what I think separated Milwaukee away from, from Brooklyn. Uh, first off, let me give some props. Let me give some props to my boy, Patty Mills. Dropped Hell yeah. Points yesterday. Looked great. Uh, off, off, off the bench. But besides him, on the bench, they had a combined four points. Uh, they take Patty they Mills away. Those numbers. That box score is scary. That's what I'm saying. And so, uh, you know, obviously, whenever you have a big three, especially Kevin Durant and, and James Harden, who are taking a lot of your cap money, you've got to be able to produce a little bit off, you know, your bitch is obviously not going to be top of the league. It can't be. You don't have enough money for it. But you've got to produce more. Gotta be confident besides Patty Mills. So, Patty Mills, I'm going to be honest with you. He's not going to give you 21 every night. Uh, and so why this was even a close game at all, and it really wasn't, but why it was somewhat competitive is because of the most. I really liked what the Bucks did. Obviously, Giannis is going to give you your 30 points a night. And his jump shot looks incredible. Uh, he, he, one for four from three point. I'm actually okay with he that. Took, he took terrible. three tough. He did miss an open three, but he had two semi-contested yeah. shots that he kind of threw up when the game was over. I want to get that one on record. Right. But I think they – 14 rebounds, seven assists, almost a triple-double on <laughs> Right. Yeah. And, and they took it. They took care of the ball really well. Giannis obviously had, had four turnovers, but seven and, and Brooklyn had 12 and you don't get any bench. I mean, here's here's what Brooklyn's going to have to figure out. Obviously, since Kyrie's out, they're going to have to get production out of somebody else. Somebody. Patty Mills, maybe Patty Mills is, is is the guy. I would have liked to see James Harden get more than 20 points, uh, four turnovers. Because he definitely he definitely was six for six. On the field, Calvin, your boy. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so he's he, he's got to be. I mean, shot under thirty percent from the field. You've got to do better than that. Uh, I would have liked to see more more production out of out of everybody besides Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to get it. Go ahead, Mike. Blake Griffin, twenty three minutes, six points. That's not cutting it, buddy. That's not no. cutting. Y'all see his Ben Simmons moment when he drove and passed on the open layup. Yeah. yeah, but even Joe Harris, too. Look at Joe Harris. First off, the only reason why Joe Harris is on the team is to be able to shoot threes and score he the basketball. Terrible last he played, played 31 minutes and only <laughs> only produced nine points, two turnovers, and pretty much zeros across the scoreboard everywhere else on the box. <laughs> so Wait, you've hold got on. to produce more. Let me get this number in front of me real quick, and let's figure out exactly um, – yes, Joe Harris is currently costing us $16.74 million on the cap right there. $16 million on the cap. 
how much is Patty Mills costing you? Because he put up more uh, than Patty Mills is Blake Griffin and Joe Harris combined. Oh, and Claxton too. Uh, Patty Mills is indeed on the veterans minimal of one point zero eight five million dollars. So that'll look, that'll tell you fifteen million dollar difference right there. Yeah, I mean, it, granted, we we can harp on these guys all day long. First game, maybe that's what it was, and I think that's what Westbrook's problem was. I think he was just trying to do too much. Yeah, uh, but but we've got to see more. Uh, especially if the Nets and, and the Lakers want to be contenders, you've got to be. Hey, but listen, what did I say on Monday? I said, look at the Warriors, and the Warriors yeah, played well. We, we definitely gave the Warriors their love on Monday, and they definitely delivered for us. That was definitely right. made us look good. But I'll tell you, uh, one thing we're going to need to know about the NBA this year, gentlemen, defense is back. If you are not going to play defense, you're going to have absolutely no success when the yeah. postseason comes around because – this Bucks team is going to defend their the lights out. They're going to get behind the basketball. They rebound. They team defend. Mm-hmm. They mix in the zone. Giannis can guard one through five. There's no way. There's no way around that. Your best score is probably going to have to deal with Giannis. Uh, like I said, the <laughs> loss of PJ Tucker hurts them a little bit. But they ended up playing. I guess it's big, maybe small, because you take PJ out with Brooke Lopez and uh, Middleton at the three, and I liked the lineup. It was real yeah. long, it was real lengthy, and at the end of the day, uh, Middleton's Middleton's a good two, and Drew Holiday's still on that team. They're gonna play a lot of defense. Mike, your Lakers, um, talk to me. What happened on the defensive end last night? What was going on? This was the best team in the – and when they were in the bubble, this was the best defense I had seen in probably 10 years. What's going on now? Well, def- well definitely they're trying to put Westbrook in the lineup. Uh, we got Avery Bradley, who's a who's a very good wing defender. He only turned in eight minutes. That's not that's not yeah, – He looked uh, good, too. He, well, yeah, he I looked good he in his eight, in his eight in minutes clutch, that, he, but... that he turned in. But, we, you know, Frank Vogel, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call his phone on this one. Going on, <laughs> and hopefully, hey, one, thing, hopefully. one thing that's different about this NBA than previous NBAs we've seen there's a lot of guys who flat out can't coach who are coaches. Because, uh, right, I hate yes. to bring it to you guys, I don't think Steve Nash knows what the hell he's doing. <laughs> oh, absolutely, not. I really no, think Steve Nash is not. a deer in the headlights right now. <laughs> and he gets and listen and listen, and he gets he gets a lot of lee- leeway because his name is Steve, Steve Nash, which don't get me wrong, and I, I get that. <laughs> But at the end of the day, you still got to be able to produce. I mean, like, I feel like a lot of the problems that the Nets have, I feel like if they had a more competent coach, or they don't or run they an offense. They do not right. run an offense. I want to put that in everyone's mind. I know a lot of people watch basketball and just see guys dribbling the ball. But at the end of the day, 98% of the time, they are running a play. Brooklyn does not do that. They don't do that. They just they pass it around there. and let someone get a shot. Yes. Yes, <laughs> it's criminal. Yeah. Well, now that we're now that we're on uh, people who are underperforming, um, ha- what was y'all's takeaway from Ben Simmons getting suspended and getting fined all that money, uh, kicked out of practice? And what did y'all what did y'all take away from uh, Joel Embiid? What he said finally opened up a little bit more. Same thing for Doc Rivers. What What did y'all take away from that? Um, I'm thinking Joel Embiid's to a point where he's like, we have to um. You know, we still got games to be played and celebrity boxing match. <laughs> I think he's to a point where he's just ready to move on. You know, I think he, I think yeah. he's, uh, you know, he's interested in winning and playing basketball, and he's not interested in all this other stuff that's going on with the organization right now. So that's gonna, be, that's gonna be. Um, I'm gonna keep my eyes on them to see how they respond to everything that's going on this season. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I'll go sports. I'll go sports history for us real quick, gentlemen. Let's go back to 2004, right after, or I guess right before the Malice at the Palace. We remember Jermaine O'Neal having to answer all the questions about Ron Artest. 
Every single oh, day, yeah. the media was asking Jermaine O'Neal, where's Ron Artest? Where's Ron Artest? Where's Ron Artest? What happened to Jermaine O'Neal? Ownership didn't move off of Ron Artest, and Jermaine O'Neal blew up. Ended yep. his career. Uh, I think Philly's in the same spot. If you don't get Ben Simmons out of there pretty quick, you're going to lose Joel Embiid because you do not uh, – when you go to the doctor and you have serious cancer, the doctor doesn't say, let's keep the cancer around for another season and see what it's worth then, you know? Right, no, right. you take the cancer <laughs> off right then. That's what, right, the, right. that's what they need to do. They need to get him out of there. Uh, at, at this point, sell him for the cow, send him to Minnesota, let Alex Rodriguez take him for whatever the hell he wants him for. If you only get D'Angelo Russell back, so be it. Get you a draft pick. That team's going to be terrible. You just need to get him out of house. And I also want to go at Adam Silva because if David Stern was commissioner, the real commissioner, the GOAT, shout out to David Stern, rest in peace to the GOAT, uh, NBA cheater legend, love him to death. Uh, if David Stern was commissioner right now, this would not be going on. David Stern would have already been to Philadelphia with the gun in the stopwatch saying, hey, Daryl yep. Ward, you need to get him out of here or I'm taking over. So, commission, <laughs> yeah. where you at? Um, you were real vocal last year. You're nowhere to be found right now. Would love to hear from the commissioner. That's all I got to say. Screw Ben Simmons. Get him out of there. Yeah. I, I, I agree with y'all, uh, bro, so, so, so much. I saw – I watched the practice highlights, and first off, Ben Simmons looked like he would have rather been anywhere but at practice. That's like a problem. High school, gave me some PTSD. I know. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and, and then I hear what Joel Embiid says, and I'm fi- I, I sit there and say, finally, like finally, Thank somebody you, in yes. that organization yes. is saying what they feel, uh, and, and it's it, it's remarkable to me that that they still have it going on. And again, your cancer, cut it bait. I don't care what you lose. I don't care how much money you lose. You're doing more of a disservice to your franchise and to the guys that want to be there, guys that you want to keep around. Right. You're doing more of a disservice to them, and you're pissing them off. And I think Joel is getting to that point where he – listen, he just wants to play basketball, and he wants to win basketball games. Right. Hey, let me tell you, Philly, uh, you can't use the excuse about the cap because you gave $30 million to Tobias yep. Harris. You clearly don't care yes. about the cap. So I don't want to hear that garbage. Because Daryl yeah. Moore keeps so talking I- about the difficulties of moving that contract. You pay Tobias Harris 30 mil. You are not worried about the luxury tax. You take care of business and stop with the BS. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, r- real quick, and we can finish up the NBA talk here. Uh, obviously, first games happened yesterday. Are y'all still sticking by your picks on, on what we said on Monday? Mike, you still sticking with the Lakers or, or what? Yes, yes. Okay, so I'm definitely going uh, to state it right here. I'm going to call Frank, Go- Frank Vogel's phone, and hopefully he picks up my call on the first ring. And I'm gonna hope that we can get um we can get Avery Bradley some more minutes. We can get Westbrook, you know, to work into the scheme. If not, you know, we can cut his minutes because he turned in 35 minutes. <laughs> hey, 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 it's not a it's a possibility. We can cut his minutes. Uh Rondo Rondo had 20 minutes he turned in, and he was one for four and one for three from the three-point line. I don't know why he's yeah, contribute. He did nothing. He was she showed up. I mean, probably I don't know why that. he was taking so many threes, anyways. But hopefully Frank Vogel figures out some way to make all this work. Um Carmelo Anthony was okay. He wasn't spectacular. But hopefully Frank Vogel, he answers my call and uh, makes it work. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, gentlemen, one thing I noticed last night, um, none of these basketball teams are elite, not a single one of them. Uh, Nobody is. uh, There's not a single. The past couple of years, we've lived in these Lakers, Golden State, Cleveland era when we knew what the matchup was every year. When these playoffs comes, it's going to come down to who can score in the last two minutes of a basketball game. 
that shapes up real well for my Dallas Mavs, our MVP candidate. With oh. I'm just saying, oh. if we get into the mix and these playoff series turn into shootouts, you can make an argument we're going to have the best player in every series to up to the Western Conference Finals and we have to play the Lakers. So hey, real, quick, saying, real quick, really quick. Did you see ahead. LeBron's jump shot last night? Yes, yes, yes. I don't know what he changed. He tweaked that up, but that jump shot, he he upgraded that quick draw, and he's getting that thing out of his hands. Dumb fast. Yes, sir. He spent some BDC over the summertime, and he got that little uh, – that mid-range and that three-point shot up a little bit. Hey, I, right. I like what I see. We are here. I know. We are here. We're here to take throne back. <laughs> Listen, we 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 can we, we can get more into this uh, our next because there's gonna be some really good games uh, today and then and then obviously tomorrow as well. Uh, really looking to see the, the Mavericks uh, play the Hawks. I'm excited, um, baby. We're yeah, me too. I I'm, I'm excited to see where the Mavericks are gonna go this year. We're gonna hop a, a little bit into baseball. We're gonna touch on this just a little bit. Uh, obviously. Playoff baseball is is here, and I don't think that there is anything better than playoff baseball besides love, love October college basketball. Uh, so, Calvin, I'm going to only let you speak for a minute because I'm not going to want to hear anything past that. <laughs> <laughs> tell me what tell me what you're thinking about your Astros. Uh, I'm listen real brief, uh, baseball fans. I know how y'all are real stiff about y'all's conversation. So I'm just going to say I like my Astros a lot. Uh, we kept the series alive last night. That was big. Forced to go back to Houston. Uh, Chris Sales on the mound tonight. Little bit worried about that. He has not pitched a lot this season, and he only breaks down when innings come. So he's going to look great. Need uh, Another win in Boston would be great. If we go down 3-2, it's going to be tough in Houston. Uh, other side, uh, uh, the Dodgers are in trouble. Uh, Braves look great, man. No Ronald Acuna. They're not struggling. Shout out to LA or Atlanta. Lots of love for you guys. You look great. You're probably going to the World Series. I agree. Uh, listen, I what I've been taking away from this year, first off, Braves surprised me a bunch, especially whenever hey. they lost Acuna. I, I was really finished. thinking that, okay, pack your season in. Yeah, pack your season in. Uh, you Get ready for the offseason. Uh, but they're surprising me. They're surprising Uzi, me. Uzi Abais can play, baby. He can play. And here's, here's what I'm going to say. And this is why I love baseball better than any other sport out there. And I touched on this with you, Calvin. We were talking about this a couple of days ago. Cody Bellinger batted 170 yes, on the year. Yes. And has come up so incredibly yes. clutch for the Again, Dodgers. again yesterday. Again. Again yesterday. Right. That's So I, I love how baseball works. I love how you can – you can hit two out of ten balls, and then when postseason comes around, you're a completely different guy, and you step up and be that guy. I like Boston. Uh, I don't think that anybody can touch them offensively. It's like a shootout, you know. When you play, yeah, hell yeah. play Kansas City Chiefs or whatever, it's a sh- it's a shutout. I don't think the Astros have that firepower uh, outside of Correa and Altuve. Maybe Bregman in there. Uh, uh, you don't for us, please, please. Maybe uh, <laughs> Brantley too. Michael Brantley, he's been he's been playing well. I still like the I still like Boston. I, I, again, I'm I'm taking them to win the entire thing. Uh, again, just because how many runs they score and how well they do it. Uh, hey, I brought this up to Cap the other day. I want to make sure everybody knows Alex Cora is a cheater too, ladies and gentlemen. Let's let's not forget uh, that. Let's not forget yeah, he's just Alex, as bad as us Astros. Alex Cora also served his time, and nobody on the <laughs> Astros team served any time. So. Uh, anyways, uh, we're done talking about baseball because I can't stand to hear about the Astros. Uh, we're <laughs> We're going to briefly touch on uh, – and then, then we're going to be done here. We're going to briefly touch on the NFL, what we like to see um, or w- what we're hoping for this next week, week seven. There's a couple of good games going on. And then more recently, fellas, 
How about those Titans pulling out oh, over the Bills? God, no. What did hey. you guys see, and and what what were y'all most excited for? Go ahead, Mike. Um, well, I'm most excited for it. They played the Chiefs this week, so I, I expect them to keep it rolling, yes. Patty. Um, I expect the Browns really quickly here to, to um bounce back and get after a banged up Teddy Bridgewater and beat the Broncos. Ooh, I wait, wait, my... wait. Uh, Case Keenum is playing for the Browns. Big news. Baker Mayfield is out yeah. confirmed. Case Keenum is in. But still, I think they I think their defense is competent enough to, to go ahead so and get after, put the pressure on a banged up y'all, Teddy y'all Bridgewater. Case Keenum again. Like you remember him, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember him. And I expect, and lastly, I expect my Saints to embarrass the Seattle Seahawks on Monday Night Football. Get after uh, Gino okay. Smith has not got the love for Mike, huh? <laughs> hey, Cal, Cal, what did what did you see from from Henry and, and how he over the game this this uh, yesterday or two days ago? Okay, let me tell y'all. Y'all know my philosophy on running backs. I do not value the position a lot. It is uh, the NFL has changed. The uh, the power back is dead, and I am a big believer in that philosophy. And Derrick Henry keeps making me look like an absolute moron every week. <laughs> I am a big believer in the fallout, folks. I believe you get three seasons at the top of the game, and then if you're a running back, you are done, finished. You're beaten up. You're average. You're a C. You're a shell yeah. of yourself. This man, Derrick Henry, is running with the entire league on his back, ladies and gentlemen. This Buffalo's Bills defense was competent. No, no, more than that. More than competent. Yes. They had pitched shutouts weeks before. And Derrick Henry right. made them look like JV football players. That's his trademark. It's insane. Um, y'all remember what I said about Kansas City's defense in the last episode? I absolutely grilled them. Uh, I hate to break it to you, gentlemen, but uh, Papa's coming to town. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the big boys headed your way, and you are not ready for him in the slightest. Uh, watch out for Derrick Henry. If you got him on your fantasy team, do not even think about taking him out of that lineup. He's going to blow up again this week. Keep making me look like yeah. an idiot. I love what I see from him. Uh, he's definitely in the MVP conversation. Got to put him in there right now. Oh, 100%. Game, 100%. I think he's in there every year. He's going to smash a lot of records with these 17 games, folks. A lot of records. I agree. Listen, I, I was surprised how well they played yesterday. I'm not the biggest Ryan Tannehill fan because I, I don't think that – I mean, he's not even a top 15 quarterback. But, listen, when you've got a player like Derek Henry – Boo, boo. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> when you've got a player like Derrick Henry, it doesn't really matter who you've got at quarterback. Uh, you could you you could have uh, David me, Webb me. behind there. But I, I like where the Titans are going. Um I don't know, though, especially later games and, and bigger situations, better teams, you can't run the football. Uh, yeah. You're going to have to throw it. And so that's why the quarterback position is so good. So I like what they did. They got out early. Uh, they, they definitely ran the ball down the Bills' throat. Uh, but I also liked how uh, Josh Allen played. Josh Allen played well, well enough for them to win the game. Uh, but, again, Derrick Henry is, is phenomenal. Here's well, what I'm looking forward to. Titans' run defense kind of made them go one-dimensional because they shut down the yeah, Exactly. Well, Buffalo, uh-huh. that Buffalo Bills team has no run game. They're just trying to hide that no. from the rest of the NFL. Yeah. Right. But, here, listen, here's what I'm looking for, and this this is a little bit of a sleeper. Bengals are playing the Ravens this year. Yes, yes you something. Thank, you, thank you, thank you. Jamar Chase. Looking pretty nice, uh, and so is and so is Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is going to get comeback player of the year. He should. He's playing oh, phenomenal. Oh, 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 Dak Prescott, big dog. Dak Prescott, let's slow our roll. I, 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 I know. I, I, I know. I didn't feel like uh, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow got any love last year. 
So obviously Dak Prescott will be at the top of that list, I know. But Joe Burrow is definitely in that conversation. Oh, I'm yeah, looking forward to see how that game's going to go. Hey, speaking of Dak Prescott, Calvin, what do you think about this calf strain? You think it's long-term or short-term? Uh, don't worry about that calf strain, big dog. I'm hey, on the Cowboys hey, no, check, check this out. back hey, to the bowl. 95 times in the club. I have some facts for you. Michael Gallup, you know that was a cow straight. He went out with in week one, and he still hasn't even practiced yet. Hey, so, you know hey, why that yeah. is? Because we don't need him. We don't need him. <laughs> that is You've true. That is true. Hey, Amazon, come pick up this package. Let's get that prime delivery. Get him out of here. Dang. Hey, I'm, I'm not just worried saying. about the cow strain. Even if I am worried about the cow strain. Hey, and it's the same. It's the same leg that was operated on not once, but twice this offseason. Twice. So, yeah, yes. Yeah. I would be concerned if I was you. I'm not concerned. Dak's a warrior. And like I was about to say, take the week off. Who cares? The rest of the division can't find a win to save their lives. The other three teams yeah. in our division are going to struggle to win literally every week. Like, literally. Like, Listen. that is not a joke. All three of them. The yeah. Giants, the Eagles, and the Redskins. Or, oh, I'm not racist. My apologies. The Washington football team. The <laughs> Washington football team. Let me get that one politically correct. The Washington football team. All three of those teams are going to struggle to win every week. The quarterback plays below average. The Washington defense is good, but the offense is terrible. So I'm not really concerned about Dak Prescott. And at the end of the day, if if he needs a few weeks, let him take a few weeks. We do not need to be the one seed. We're not going to the Super Bowl anyway. We just need to win a playoff game. Let's punch our ticket yeah. and let's protect our quarterback. Uh-huh. Yeah, as long as he's I ready for December 2nd when y'all, when y'all march into the, the Superdome. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's going to hype this game up all the way up to December 2nd before Listen. we blow the barn doors off of coin flip, Jameis. Y'all just can't <laughs> I, Listen, I, t- I tell you what. I am most excited about that game because I cannot wait to come on here and talk about what happened. <laughs> oh, uh, one of y'all, will, one of y'all is going to get absolutely just roasted. I mean, you're going to be on fire afterwards. fire! Oh, we're opening, we're opening up with that. I'm just letting you guys. And hey, we might spend 40 uh, minutes just beating each other up over that game itself. Absolutely, so y'all, y'all stay tuned. You know, and you know what, Patrick Mahomes better go down with a torn ACL or something. Knock on wood, because we will be talking about that for the majority of the show. Uh, but let me get out of here again. Uh, I, I, I want to hear, obviously, since the, since the Bills lost and, and they kind of got exposed a little bit. Uh, Mike, are you still still in with the Bills, especially in the AFC East? I, I don't I don't think they're the best team in the AFC East anymore. I think, I think the Ravens and Cincinnati may have something to say about it as well. What do you think? About uh, I'm, I'm still going to kick with the Bills. I think they're on a bye this week, aren't they? Yes, sir. No football. Yeah, they're going to get in the film room. They're going to get in the film room. They're going to get on the practice field. They're going to get some of these things looked at. They need to start establishing a running game if they want to um, if they want to take a little bit of pressure off of Josh Allen. And, uh, I, yeah, I'm still with the Bills, though. I still think they're, they're going to be a force come in time the for the playoffs. The thing that Buffalo has is the same thing the Cowboys have. Terrible division. Uh, Patriots are going to have a hard time winning football games. The Dolphins are having a hard time winning football games. And – uh, the Jets are – come on, guys. Like, there's no explanation needed right there. The, that's the only right. thing the Bills have going for them is that division will be bad. Mike, you think you think any chance in hell your Saints are going to make a playoff run? Before we get out of here, I got to hear. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're coming, we're, coming off of, we're coming off of a bye. We have, uh, we have like, seven or eight starters coming back this week. Uh, Michael Thomas on his way. He's on his way. He's not He's not coming back this week, but he's – Oh, my God. I'm, hey, um, I hate him. Ugh. No, he'll definitely be back before our December 2nd between the Saints and the Cowboys in, in, in the dome full of fans. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it'll, it'll be that, – that's going to be interesting. The NFC, they're, they're so deep. Uh, besides your East team, I think that obviously the <laughs> NFC West is, is 
Yeah. Uh, it, it's probably the best division in football. But uh, I, I'm that's going to be interesting to see if the Saints can make a if they can make a, a playoff run. Uh, you've got Minnesota. Hey, hey, uh, and then hey, obviously hey. you've got the Rams, uh, who might have something to say about that. That is going to wrap up, though, everything that we're going to be talking about. Listen, we're going to be back in a couple of days. We're going to, we're going to dive into a more, uh, some more stuff. Obviously, NBA games are playing tonight and tomorrow and pretty much every other day. Uh, NFL, we've got a Thursday game. And then we, we're going to touch on a little bit of MLB and, and some college football. Uh, so, I appreciate – Follow us on Twitter. Us, yes, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're, we're going to start kicking that off. Follow us on Twitter. Talk to your friends about it. Listen to listen, listen to this one. Uh, if you didn't listen to the first one, go ahead and, and check that one out as well. Uh, we've got hot takes for you guys all the time, uh, and we know what we're talking about. Uh, so that that's going to be it. Uh, obviously, take care. Follow Twitter. I'm going to say guys it later. Uh, appreciate you guys. All right. Oh, yeah.